You are now listening to High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff too. Now let's join our hosts Q and J as they broadcast live from the writer's room. The show starts in one... Or an outcry. Just, just sort of a... a just no one, everyone will collectively not care. Yeah, everyone just kind of goes... Mm. All right. That's I a be, thing. I bet you anything the studio is waiting to see like what foreign box office brings in to see if they make their money back. And if they make their money back, they'll do another one. I'll tell you what I'm most excited about out of all of that is it? that thing I sent you oh. today. That Yeah, it. It's, it's getting crazy good reviews. Yeah. And I am super excited to see it yeah. now. They're make saying it. like it's like the scariest movie of the decade. Yeah, and they're talking about like it's definitely going to get its sequel. Yeah, which oh, is yeah. amazing. And um, there was something else. Andy Machete is starting production on the director of that is starting production now on Lock and Key. Yeah. So he is going to be doing a Lock and Key adaptation. He he's all about the King family. He is. I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, like no, I'm totally, totally cool. fine. Honestly, with it. same way as um, oh fuck, the dude who did um Shawshank. And Walking Dead. Oh, Frank Darabont. Darabont, yeah. I'm like cool with Darabont only doing um, Stephen King, King like, because like adaptations forever. Green Mile. I don't know if that was him. Yeah, it was Shawshank. Yep. And Mist. Yep. And All three. Like, Frank Darabont. I'm cool with him doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm cool with him keeping that going forever. Yeah. I am really interested to see how Gerald's game does. That's Mike Flanagan. He's a really good director. I know. He does. He's done some shitty movies, but they're shitty less. On the directorial part, right. I think, and more on some of those are kind of to blame on the script. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it, I never saw Ouija Beginnings or Origins. It was better than the first one. That's what I've heard, which is impressive to take a shitty, shitty movie, like shitty B now, horror it, movie, and then make a better sequel. Now, to be fair, it's not great. No. It's I, better. I've, I've heard people that who really like it, though. Yes, it definitely yeah. has fans, whereas I think the first one... <laughs> yeah just made enemies and oculus wasn't terrible i liked oculus i i mean it 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 ended with a gut punch there was a movie that girl getting impaled in the wall there was a movie called um fuck what was his other hold on i have to look and then hush was real good hush was really good he did some independent movies prior to oculus um that were like kind of self-produced kind of stuff oh really um in or absentia. Oh, I've heard of the that. first one. Absentia was really good. I haven't seen it, but I heard about it. it. Is real good. And what's the other one? Maybe that was it. But oh, before I wake, did you see that? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh wait, wait. Was that the one where With like the Thomas Jane? I think yes, it was Thomas Jane. It was like someone's like sort of like a Groundhog Day type of thing, or no. or they're in a coma. No, or? no, no. Before I wake, it. No, no, no. You're thinking of the Nicole Kidman flick. I am. This one is Kate Bosworth and Thomas Jane. And the concept of this one is Kate Bosworth and Thomas Jane adopt a child. And he makes dreams shit happen. come. I wanted to, to see life. that real bad. It's pretty cool. It I is, never saw it, but I wanted to. They sell it as like a horror film. Uh-huh. And I would say it's probably less of a horror film and more of like a heightened fantasy. Like suspense? Maybe? A suspense fantasy? Thriller okay. fantasy, maybe? Okay. Um, because I wouldn't say it's like the odd tale of Timothy green, but scary. Yes. And good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and good. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not a bad movie. It, that's another one that would like weirdly just kind of like farted at the box office. Yeah. Like 
nobody but there wasn't really I remember watching that trailer and just being like man i really want to see this yeah, and it's really interesting done but um he's doing so he's got a couple interesting things in the work i know we just like suddenly decided to talk this, about oh i have been okay sweet yeah, yeah. um he's doing gerald's game which and, i cannot wait for and then yeah. he's also doing an, ad- an adaptation of the haunting of hill house oh really yeah and, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. But the weird part is, um, so it's going to be adapted as a series for Netflix. I can get on board for that. Yeah. So yeah. instead of being a movie, it's going to be a series. I can totally get on board for that. Yeah. He's got a good relationship with Netflix right now. He does. Hush, I didn't even hear about until it was on Netflix. I think I recommended that you to did. you after we watched it. Yep. You, you sure did. I didn't because it was one that I'd never seen. And every right. once in a while, I used to like to just kind of peruse Netflix yeah. and see what kind of horror movies are on there. Well, that one kept getting recommended to me. And I saw it on some like underrated horror movies lists, which I always keep my eye on. And then you recommended it to me, and that was like the final straw. I was like, all right, we're watching it this weekend. And I was thoroughly impressed by it. Um, and then, like I said, with Gerald's Game, I know a lot of people don't like that book, but it's real good. <laughs> oh, okay. So you remember how I said like he directed? Okay, so he actually wrote the Ouija Origin of Evil as well. So he wrote, directed, and edited it. He actually writes, directs, and edits yeah. all of his movies. I think that I mean, so is the it's the same for the guy who did um, a Ghost Story and Pete's Dragon. Oh yeah, because yeah, he yeah. wrote, directed, and edited those too. Yeah, it's pretty impressive when yeah. they do that. But yeah, I'm super excited for Gerald's Game. I hope it's yeah. good. Well, and that's the thing is like you know, and Stephen, it comes out this month. It does. Like Stephen King had what some people refer to as the Battered Women trilogy. So. Oh, yeah. And so it was Ger- Gerald's Game, followed by Dolores Claiborne, followed by Rose Matter. Mm. And Dolores Claiborne, that movie is fantastic. And this That's one... That's Kathy Bates? Uh-huh. And this movie could be real good. And they've optioned Rose Matter for a series as well. I always get Dolores Claiborne and Misery mixed up. Because they're, they're both, both Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates. Yeah. Well, and they're both like crazy. Not crazy. That, I, I had to stop myself. Dolores Claiborne is not crazy. She's basically... She's very justified. Uh, Andy Wilkes, super crazy, <laughs> like okay. super crazy. That's the one where M- she misery is she kidnaps the James Con. Yes, okay, and she hobbles him right in the cabin in the woods. What is Dolores Claiborne? Dolores Claiborne is um, the, the book is told as a narrative, basically two policemen. So there's no chapters. It's just like 200 pages of dialogue. Okay, and it's her telling a story, but it's basically she's been arrested for murdering her husband. Okay. But there's no proof, so they're interviewing her, and it's this real small town in Maine. But basically, Dolores Claiborne is kind of goes through her whole life, and then, but it does get to a point where she, you know, starts working in um, like elder care, okay. and she starts w- being a housemaid for this really rich, really mean lady. Um, oh, and actually, she's being arrested for murdering her. Interesting. Um, and then what it turns out is that. Um, this woman was awful to her, but they sort of had this weird bond. Uh-huh. And then the woman accidentally, like she tries to kill herself and Dolores Claiborne keeps trying to stop her. Is this a spoiler alert? Kinda. Don't spoiler alert because okay. I actually haven't seen the movie. Okay. I just wanted to know like yeah. what the premise but was. While she's doing this stuff for the old woman, it also follows her life at home mm-hmm. and she has this terribly abusive alcoholic husband. And like those stories kind of converge together and she runs and she runs in with the cops a couple times and it's just about her telling her story and it's great. 
right. and the movie is very is a very good adaptation. So if they could do this battered women's trilogy really well, that could be three more really good Stephen King movies that we have. Well, we totally, you know, as a good segue here, we totally just listed three people who are very good at adapting and writing things. But Specifically we, Stephen King. But we came today together to talk about someone who is not good at writing things or, or adapting direct, things. Or directing things. Or directing things. Specifically Stephen King. Or being involved in things, I think. <laughs> um, and so before we really give away who it is, why don't we high five and then we'll let people know. I think so too. High five. High five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. All right, so we are, we have high fived. We are back, and we're here in the writer's room to have a different kind of episode, actually, because, you know, as fans of the show know, and as we very much like to purport, we love movies, and we love to love movies. And so, Jay, this, you love movies? It, I know it's a shock to most people, um, but. Most of our episodes are highlighting the best of something, you mm-hmm. know, because we there's so many just negative podcasts out there that all they do is rip movies to shreds. And while that's fun, it's OK to love movies. And we do totally now this time because of our experience watching a movie recently that we did an episode on. We'll go ahead and say that yeah. the Dark Tower. We have realized that there is a through line when it comes to this particular person. Yes. With all of his films. Yes. And there is a mystery surrounding how in the hell he still gets work. Yes. And that today is what we've come to talk about. It is. Is basically the top five, and as I've called it, and I'll spoil alert who we're doing, but the top five Akiva Goldsman abominations. Yes. Akiva Goldsman is just a disease on the Hollywood writing and directing circuit. That's in pretty my fair. Opinion. Okay. Hold on. So before we go too hard into that, let me say something weird though. While, while yes, he definitely has written some shitty things. He has like oddly like two or three movies that were really good. Right. That he also wrote. Well, and that's why he still gets work in my opinion. And okay. they were both for, I think both of the movies you're talking about, and I have a few, were for Ron Howard. Yeah. So that's why he still gets work from Ron Howard just all the time. A, a Beautiful Mind, you talking yep. about that one? What's the other one? Yep, Time to Kill. Okay. I was going to say Cinderella Man, which wasn't terrible. I never watched Cinderella Man. It's, so it's not know. terrible. Okay. Um, Russell Crowe is in a few Akiva Goldsman movies. I think right. they like each other. Um, he also did Star Trek Into Darkness. I didn't know that. Which isn't as terrible. But, no. you know, you have J.J., you know, kind of working the reins on that one. So right. you have a little bit of a buffer. I did I did really like Time to Kill. Time to Kill is is very good. He also did The Client, which is another John Grisham book. Yeah. And that movie's okay as well. Sure. So right now, you know, we're sort of highlighting, I guess, the answer to why he still gets work. I mean, he won an Oscar for A Beautiful Mind for the, <laughs> the screenplay. It's crazy to know that a man who has written such garbage that we will we will divulge here shortly has also won an Oscar right for writing. That's the sad thing about it is when you talk about him, you have to say Oscar winner, Akiva Goldsman, right? Because it's true. And they put it on everything. Like anytime they're like the new fucking whatever written by Oscar winner. Akiva. I think that was in the, I think that was in the dark tower thing. It was. They put 
Oscar winner, Akiva Goldsman. They sure did. But see, and that's the thing. For every one good movie he has, he has like seven terrible films. Oh, definitely. So the odds, like the batting average, if you're taking a batting average, he may have won a World Series, but he's still batting like 200. Easily. And so, like, you know, for every A Beautiful Mind, you have a King Arthur Legend of the Sword, Poseidon, and Insurgent. Mm-hmm. It's like, for every Star Trek Into Darkness, you have all the Da Vinci Codes. Right. It's pretty crazy. So, let's, uh, let's fucking say it before we list all of his movies, because it's, yeah. it's not a huge list that he's written. Yeah. It's a fairly decent one. But I am very curious, Jay, as to know... Now, before... Okay. I do want to ask, though, before we do this. So I, I'll tell you how I ranked mine, and you can tell me if you did gotcha. the same. Yeah. So my ranking, the way I did it since we're doing a worst of, my number five would be the least worst. And the when number it, one is would the be most is worst. the worst thing that he's done. That's that's the same. Okay. The same so way we're on, we're on the same. Yes. So when I say number five... You'll be like, oh, okay. We're well, counting because that's up not as the, bad. We're counting up to the worst. Right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so the again, lower you are on the list, the better, the better you are. Yes. Yeah, sort of like golf. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the lower <laughs> the score, the better. Our Akiva Goldsman has a golf scoring rules. For sure. Which is two sports metaphors in one episode, which is weird. That for is me. weird because I don't know sports <laughs> ball. <laughs> but yes, that's exactly how I did it as well. Okay. So we're working towards what I think is the worst thing he's ever put on screen. I'm totally into it. Um, so should we get started? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, I got a question, though. Okay. Where did you read that he wrote Into Darkness? I thought I saw that on his on his cast list. I don't think so. Okay. I just want to correct because I don't want people like tweeting you know, at us you know, as nerd, they always nerds do. Nerds will tweet at us and be like... You guys are fucking morons. You don't know what you're talking about. Let now, me. to be fair, he did write some other very shitty things, but I don't <laughs> want to divulge all of them. But I don't I don't think that was on there. Okay. Uh, he may have been a producer, possibly. That may be where I saw it on the list. Because um, he was a producer for, like, Mr. and Miss Smith. Right. Um, He's produced a lot of shit. Yeah. Deep Blue Sea. Jonah Mind Hex. H- Mind Hunters. <laughs> I wish we would have... In- I kind of wish I would have included produced... But I can't say that he's ultimately responsible for those movies from a production standpoint. Now, okay, so it looks like he is a producer on that new TV show that's coming out. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. Okay, so I must have just... I don't know where I got... Oh, I may have just seen Star Trek Discovery on the list and thought it was... <laughs> and you're just like, artist. yeah! That's the same thing. Well, it's that's not. a good movie. Thank you for clarifying because no problem. you are 100% right. And I don't want to give him credit... For anything, right? <laughs> he did not. Let's get. not give him better credit than he deserves. Um, I'm even going to take away some of the writing credits he had on Fringe just for please, that. Please do. Just you know what? You don't get those anymore. You no longer You're wrote out. on Fringe at all. <laughs> He's like, no, I've got the writing credits. No, you, didn't. No, no, you don't. <laughs> We're retconning. Revoked. We, we've retconned. We've gone back like to ET, and instead of adding guns, we've taken away your writing. That's credit. correct. And inserted a dildo. <laughs> just says Which, written by. Which, by the way, Akiva Goldsman sort of looks like a dildo. Oh, 100%. He He sort of is a dildo. Like a walking dildo accountant. (laughs) Akiva Goldsman, the walking dildo accountant. A dildountant. A (laughs) dildountant. I mean, look at this guy. I'm going to hold up a picture of him. Tell me he's not a dildo accountant. He has a very punchable face. You know what? He has a very punchable everything. Just like, he's like, look, I'm going to do your taxes and go in your anus. That's what he looks like, for sure. That That is a perfect caption. While I am 
while I'm inside you, I'm going to do your taxes. <laughs> I'm going to do your taxes. But I'm not even going to do your taxes well. You're no. still going to miss out on a lot of money. Oh, of course. But every 12 years, I'll win an Oscar. There you go. <laughs> so, Problem solved. So you keep me on staff. I'm Akiva Goldsman. <laughs> Hooray, Akiva Goldsman walking dildo, dildo accountant. accountant. Dildo Uh All right, so Jay, why don't you kick us off and give me your number five, which is your least worst. The least worst. Okay, so my least worst, and the way that I did it is I included movies that he wrote and, direct, and or directed. Okay. A lot of times they're the same. Okay. But uh, my number five was one he didn't direct, but it's the Lost in Space remake. Okay. That's your least worst? Yes. Oh, boy. So it's going to get... You're starting at a real, like... It's going to get worse from here. Low bar. I know. So this one, uh, least worst... And I didn't do my rankings on tomato meter scores, but I am going to include, like, where they rank on the tomato meter. This one's sitting pretty ugly at a 27% Mm. on the tomato meter. Better than the Emoji movie, but yes. worse than a lot of other things. Um, better than Dark Tower. Yeah, definitely better than Dark Tower, which is sad. That is um, sad. Sad exclamation point. So the director, Stephen Hopkins here, the sad thing about Lost in Space uh-huh. and the reason that it's least worst uh-huh. for me is that it was based off of a corny TV show. Right. So the fact that the movie is corny and not great is sort of in line with its source material. Okay. And the cast and crew on this one, aside from Akiva, is pretty impressive. Like, you know, you got the cast wise, you got like William Hurt is right. in it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Gary Oldman. Right. Um, you've got Matt LeBlanc, who I've always got an affinity for for my love of friends. Sure. Um, Lacey Chabert mm-hmm. and Heather Graham. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, that's a competent cast. And, you know what? That's going to be a thread going through all of these movies that another reason I hate Akiva Goldsman so much is that almost all of his movies have extremely capable casts, which means I know it's not their fault. Oh, definitely. And then on the flip side, a lot of them have capable directors. So I know it's not their fault either. So like with Lost in Space. Uh, Stephen Hopkins directed that one. Right. Stephen Hopkins did Ghost in the Darkness, mm-hmm. which is not terrible. A whole bunch of episodes of Tales from the Crypt, an entire season almost of Twenty Four, and Predator Two. Like the Predator Two is not the best, but still, those are capable. Predator Two with Danny Glover. Those are capable movies. Those yes. are pretty good movies. I will agree with that. And so the fact that this movie is just you, you never connect with any of the characters. You don't care about what's going on they don't take the galaxy quest angle of knowing that what they're doing is corny and accepting it they take the we're trying to be serious but it's not possible route which i blame on akiva like that's a writing fallacy sure is what he's done is he's just written the dialogue terrible which the dialogue is awful in this movie yes and the characters have nothing going for them which again is 100 percent on goldsman Yes. So, like, for me, this just is a good entryway into... You see all these things that could have been good with it. Popular show has a built-in fan base. Good, capable director. Good cast. Like, and the movie has decent special effects, too. For for 1999 and for what it is. Yes. So there's no other blame to be laid except on... A lot of the writing, which 
I still don't know why he's put behind stuff. So that's kind of where that lands for me. And that's why it's number five on my list. I fully support it. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> it is. Yes, it's a terrible, terrible movie. Um, so right. starting off well. All right. So now I'll move on to my number four. This one's a little bit worse. Okay. And it's The Dark Tower. Okay. Now, we talked at length on The Dark Tower like two episodes ago. So I won't go too deep into it. But again, our through line of capable cast, Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey, capable director, Nicolas Jarcel, you know, won an Oscar not too long ago. And I know we're not giving Akiva credit for that. But, I mean, this guy, Royal Affair, is a good movie. That is true. And... So in the hands, it should have worked. And the source material, as everybody knows, I'm a gigantic fan of. Oh, absolutely. And we, so there's a lot to pull there from. But somewhere in the adaptation process and the writing process, so much stuff. Something got happened. Lost. So, so uh, I'll tell you what, Akiva Goldsman happened. That's true. And, you know, this one's uh, worse on the tomato meter. This is 16%, which. You know, I don't know if I'd put it that low, but it's it's pretty fitting. Um, I would, I would, if I were voting, I would put this closer to like the thirty-two percent sure mark. But it didn't get a lot of good reviews. People were had problems with exactly what we're talking about here: the dialogue, the characters, the adaptation. Right. And I know that Arcel. I mean, uh, I know that a Goldsman edited a lot of this one too because they had problems with Arcel, theoretically, like hypothetically. Right. Um, so again, I have no one to blame for this travesty of one of my favorite book series ever, except for Akiva Goldsman. Except for Akiva Goldsman, mm-hmm. the walking accountant dildo. So you are telling me that the so by by judgment of your placement on the list, Lost in Space is better than The Dark Tower. Yeah. Because there is a subtle <laughs> element of fun okay. to Lost in Space. Okay. I just could never get over wanting something different for the Dark Tower. Sure. Fair enough. And it wasn't fun. It should have been. It's about people fucking having gunfights. Right. Okay. And the end of the world. It should be a lot of fun. Sure. And it, I mean, did you have fun when you watched it? It was okay. No, you didn't. I I came out of the theater. I said it was okay. I was like, it wasn't a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes. It, it was, wasn't but movie. it was like, it had some cool stuff that I liked looking at. I thought some of the special effects were pretty cool. Yeah. Not Akiva Goldsman. No. So he did work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's still the movie. Yeah, we're judging the movie, not necessarily we're breaking down Akiva Goldsman's hand in the movie. We're saying movies yeah. that he was responsible for. I'm telling you that Lost in Space is more enjoyable for me than The Dark Tower. And it could be just because of my love for the source material. Sure. I hold it. I hold this movie against a pretty high standard. That's totally fair. <coughs> so that's my five and four. Okay. Um, again, you don't have to, you don't have to agree, but I will go to my grave saying that lost in space has more fun in it. Right. It's more corny. It's, I get more smiles than I do watching the dark tower. No, I, I totally, I totally agree. But now I need your five and four. Yeah. I'll give you my five and four. That's yeah, totally fine. I'm not hiding nothing. My number five is the Dark Tower. <laughs> nice. Uh, shitty movie. It's fine. Not a movie. Not a movie. Shitty thing. Shitty viewable shitty, shitty bang bang. M- moving picture thing. Um, we saw it together. Not a lot more to be said other than what you've already said and what we did an entire episode on. 
a week right. or two ago. But basically, long story short, a uh, bunch of missed opportunities, bunch of underdeveloped characters. Casting was fine. Director is not great. He's not good at action sequences. That still bothers me that, you know, Royal Affair is not an action movie. No. The guy can do pretty images and, and like, great character-on-character oh, yeah. character stuff. But this movie has to be based around the action. And, and it wasn't. It just wasn't there. He didn't have those skills. No, the whole movie just felt kind of flat. Felt like nobody was really caring. Everything kind of felt yeah. phoned in. Did have some interesting special effects, some stuff that I was like, hmm, that'd be cool. Like, I'd like to see that maybe a little brighter. But yeah, <laughs> definitely brighter. Um, but maybe, like, a little more fleshed out. Like, I'd like to see that, right. you know, in another movie. Well, and that's actually, and you hit on a good point that I'd actually like us to talk about since we don't, we've already delved into this movie a sure. lot. I think the fact that no one, it felt like no one cared about this is a huge problem with, well, one, any adaptation, but specifically Stephen King adaptations. Sure. Because when you have, when you, like, think of the people that are really good at it, you know, the Darabonts. He adores Stephen King. He did a student film from hmm. a dollar baby. Mm -hmm. You know, he delves into this material and reads it and is a fan. Right. So his adaptations turn out good. Um same way for Gerald's game and Mike Flanagan. Definitely. He's wanted to ad adapt M Gerald's game for something like a decade. And he is a huge fan of the book and a huge fan of Stephen King. So his passion will show through in the movie. And I would say the same thing is true for upcoming it. Right. Uh, Machete has also, or how, how do you pronounce his name? Andrew Machete. Machete. Okay. It sounded like uh, the knife, but I knew it was spelled different. Anyway. Yeah, it's like M-U-S-H-E-I-T-T-I -T -T -I or yeah, something like that. but it is Machete. Great. It's Machete. He's, it's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> he's wanted to adapt it for a long time. Like, he is a huge Stephen King fan. He, right. uh, Machete, learned English by reading Stephen King books. Now, I will... Okay, so I, while I... Yes, I have no doubt that that adaptation is going to be great. Can we also just speak on the fact that originally Carrie Fukunaga or Fukunawa was attached to direct it. That was going to be great. While I have a feeling this is also going to be fantastic, I still am so curious yeah. as to what a Kerry Fukunawa it would yes. have been like. Do you know his script leaked online? No, you no. You can read really? his entire Did you read draft. It? I've read bits and pieces of it. Okay. It was going to be a lot more ephemeral and more Kerry Fukunawa-like. Okay. Which I would have totally been on board with. It looks like what Machete has done is made it you know, straight up horror, which right. I'm also very happy about. But yeah, Fukunawa's version, I would I would encourage you to look yeah, up the I script will totally and read check it, it out because it is interesting. And they kept a lot of it for what they did. Was it 50s set or was it? 80s I think set? it was still. I think it was still 80s. Okay, I think it was. All right. Yeah, I'm just very curious because that's also a director or an and a a auteur that yeah. I like, you yeah. know what I mean? So that's one where I, I would have been cool. I feel like for a lot of Akiva Goldsman stuff to bring it kind of back to Akiva Goldsman, I feel like for a lot of his stuff, there's a real hired gun feel about everything. Yeah. Like he doesn't seem to care about any of the movies that he writes. Like no. he'll be given these book series, like a Da Vinci code or an insurgent series. And I'm sure he's never read them. No. Nope. And he just does a quick read, makes notes like any, you know, screenwriter will do, and then just 
shits, shits out, out of the script. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, he shits something out and hands it to Ron Howard and gets a bigger paycheck than he deserves. Right. Like that's just his process. He's just a hired gun. Yeah, he did the same and for some everybody. Kind of the Batman kinda feels like that. Like I said, I felt real disappointed. You know, to even bring it back even more to the Dark Tower, felt really disappointed when I was listening or watching a Facebook live thing with um, is Idris wasn't with, it? with yeah Idris. Uh, and he said that he hadn't read the books and honestly was just really excited to get the chance to be in an action summer blockbuster. Right. And even that, as much as I love Idris and I, I, he was fine as Roland. Sort of a bummer. It's, it's a bummer. It's yeah. a bummer to hear him be like, oh, I don't care. Like, you it's want, whatever. You want people to love the stuff they're putting on screen. Like, right. that's one of the problems with Hollywood nowadays and why there's so much, like, just schlock to sift through is because it's such a machine and such a business now that there aren't people like Orson Welles just putting their hearts and souls on right. screen. Like you don't get that anymore. No, I mean you do, but you kind of have to look on the fringes. Like and you I, have to look at a blue ruin or, you know, a Mike Flanagan. Oh, totally. Know? And I will say that this, that dark tower is a perfect example of just the Hollywood machine cranking out an IP property. You know what I mean? I, I really feel like that is a perfect go-to example for right. like, Hey, how do you water something down and distill it till it's almost unrecognizable, but still cash in on the name? This is how, you Hey, know get I mean? me Goldsman. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> get Goldsman on the phone. We need something that will appeal to everyone and no one from an extremely popular niche property. What, who can we get on board? <laughs> right. Get me a Kiva. <laughs> get him on the phone. Stat. All right, so that's my number five is The Dark Tower. Uh, agreed. Uh, my number four uh, is a little different. Uh, my number four is Rings. Okay. Did you see Rings? Yeah, I did. Did you see Rings? Yeah, I'm surprised it's this high on your list. Uh, <laughs> it's better than the other movies that are on my list. <laughs> okay. Um, this was a super shit movie that, that honestly, the only reason that it's, it's high on my list. So it's better than the dark tower for sure. Yeah, for this, this was a movie like see, shit happened in this. Okay. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to jump. It's my number three. Okay. I think it's so much worse. Okay. Well, you're really only one higher than me. Yeah, it's true. So it's not like it's so much worse. It's not I your know. number one. It's not, it's not my number one. Although it is the lowest ranked on Tomato Meter. Which, it's, at, it's at seven. Which is fine, but it's still a movie. Like, it takes an already existing property. It doesn't really stray from it. But it, for me, it gave me an interesting concept. It was the one thing that I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. I liked the idea of this, like, cult of the rings kind of idea where they have multiple people watching the videos and you have people that like tail the other people it takes a scientific approach because to be honest watching the first couple movies that was always my thought i was like why has no one like caught on to this or tried to like stop it like everybody it's just the one character being like right. oh no all this is happening to me and well, but, nobody can understand see, me i'm gonna take it i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with you on that yeah one. because in if the, you're gonna disagree though you gotta offer I am. Okay. The reason the first ones work, and at least the way that I watch them, is... Because they were directed by Gore Verbinski? Well, that helped. But the first ones worked because I watched it as if it were the beginning of this cycle. You know? Because it just happens, like, every now and then, like a one-off thing. Mm -hmm. 
And so nobody believes the main characters. Right. The main characters are desperate for help, and everyone's like, that's bullshit. No tape can kill you. Right. Like, what you're talking about is otherworldly bullshit. And that, to me, made a more scary sense of isolation sure. than Rings did. Because, like, with Rings, I don't it, – it, it felt – it felt like an Akiva Goldsman thing where he took an existing property and tried to just add in a but whole bunch of new kind, shit. That's kind of my point, is that it is the third movie in a series. You can't keep doing the nobody's going to believe it. Enough people have died now, right? and enough sh- chaos has happened that people have to know that this thing exists. Well, yeah. And so, for me, it's fine. I mean, it's terrible acting, and it's terrible writing, but the concept itself, I'm totally okay with. I can get on board with the concept, but as you mentioned earlier, like the Joker movies, right? This did not need to exist. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not advocating its <laughs> existence. I'm just saying, in the roster of Akiva Goldsman movies, this one is better than some of the other ones that I've seen. I and mean, I'm just like, I mean, okay. maybe it's better than some of the other ones I've seen too, because they're but too higher. But remember, this is still a top five shittiest. So Akiva Goldsman has still made better movies that aren't going to be on this list, but out of the shitty movies, <laughs> that is one that I would I could probably stomach sitting through again. I I'll give you that I I couldn't. Okay. And the two that I have above this, I definitely couldn't. I definitely can't. Now, there's some up higher on the list that I have totally gleefully watched <laughs> several times over. I think I know which one you're talking about, and I have it on mine, too. But they are terrible movies. Terrible, terrible movies. Um, but, yeah, so for this one, once again, cast, okay. Johnny Galecki, Vincent D'Onofrio, um, the director. I say not really anyone else, though. No, that's pretty much it. Uh, Gutierrez. Um, F. He, Javier Gutierrez, I mean. <laughs> Um. So I don't really he, know what else has he done. He did before the fall. Okay. Did you watch that movie? No. Um. It's actually a really really good movie. Um. Anyway, uh, Rings. Okay, Dark Tower number five. Rings number four. And then that was my number three. Yeah. So I'll just start with my two and one when we come back from break. So. That sounds pretty good. All right. So you guys listen to you guys change the station to, or listen, listen to some uh, listen to this listen to this. Hey, listen to it. We're lost, aren't we? Their position is uncharted. That's not one of ours. I'm detecting motion behind you. Their enemies are unknown. Evil knows evil. So my quarters are yours. Why don't you just hang on to your joystick? Warning, warning. Their survival is uncertain. Give me an excuse to kill you. The Robinson family will travel. I wonder what it'll be like to jettison your body into deep space. Do they have a name for what's wrong with you? Wait up, wait! Beyond the frontiers of adventure. Cool. To find their way home. Get us airborne. Hang on! Lost in space.
That's that sounded about as intricate as an Akiva Goldsman script. He did write the lyrics. Boom! <laughs> Slam! Butt slam! <laughs> Butt slam! Um. All right. So let's. We're like a morning radio DJ now. Welcome back to Jay and the Dubes. Butt slam! Drive time. Um. I hate myself so much. You know who else I hate? Akiva Goldsman. Let's talk about it. What a fucking turd. Let's be angry about it. Okay. So we've done five and four. Yep. Um, now we're coming back for three, two, and one. These are the worst things he's ever done. Yes. In our opinions. Correct. Now, I've already said my three, which yep. was rings. Yes. Um, I just think it's uh, it's abysmal. Yes. So um, you say it's a movie. I disagree. Okay. But they're very close on our lists. Yes. So my number two, the second worst thing he's ever done is actually the one that he directed. Okay. And it's... Winter's Tale. I haven't seen that. Or movie. A Winter's Tale or something. Have not seen it, so not on my list. It it is abysmal. Okay. It is so Okay, so imagine the disjointedness of Akiva Goldsman scripts. Uh-huh. And now imagine him directing that disjointedness with his same mind from behind a camera. Interesting. It is terrible. Okay. So this is another one that's kind of like, well, you've got Colin Farrell, William Hurt again. The cat, like he just liked, can't stay he, away. Uh, Russell Crowe again, Jennifer Connelly again because she was in Beautiful Mind. Mm-hmm. So he has his cast of characters, but all of those are very capable, good actors. I've seen them do very good things. Gotcha. Um, this one is really low on the tomato meter. It's at thirteen percent. Um, yes, but basically this movie makes no sense whatsoever. It's sort of like if. They took like Lord of the Rings or the astronaut's wife and or the time traveler's wife and then merged it with like what was that uh Ryan Reynolds wife? Who's Ryan Blake Lively Blake movie, Lively Age of Adeline. It's kinda like Age of Adeline and I never the, saw that the movie Time either. Traveler's Wife sort of merged together. I never saw any of the movies you're referencing. Well, they're not great. So for me None of them are none great. None of this makes any sense. Okay, well anyway. The, the basic premise is Colin Farrell is an angel or something okay. who has fallen to earth and now has amnesia. And he is living in, I want to say like the early 1900s. And Russell Crowe plays a demon who is trying to kill him, but he can't leave the five points area of New York. Uh-huh. So as long as Colin Farrell just steps outside of the city, he's fine. He falls in love with this woman. That woman, I think, dies or something. He rides, Colin Farrell then rides a horse into the sky and disappears for like a hundred years. And then he comes back in early aughts and sort of falls in love with the daughter's granddaughter. But Russell Crowe has made a deal with the devil that he can now leave five points and they basically kill each other. And then Colin Farrell rides a unicorn into the sky. I... I don't even know what you just said. To me. I don't even know what I just said. And like 90% of it's true. Like this movie is all over the place and it doesn't make any sense. It's awful. The acting is beyond bad for all of these actors. Like it, it doesn't even make sense that they're as bad as they are. And it's supposed to be this like mystical romantic Adventure, sort of like Stardust. Did you ever see the Neil Gaiman adaptation, Stardust? Yeah. Oh, With, yeah. Like De Niro? I like that movie. Yeah. That one's fine. Mm-hmm. It sort of wants to be that, 
but it it downplays the mystical elements. Okay. But they still play such an important role that you can't ignore them. And it never jeels. It never congeals. It never becomes a movie. It never becomes something that is watchable. It's and just garbage. It's one of those where you're checking your watch every like 30 minutes. Like, and you're like, how have only yet? five minutes passed? Because it's so terrible. Those are the absolute worst. I fucking hate that. I would say when I watched this movie, I checked my watch probably 20 times in like the two-hour runtime of it. Ooh. Like every 10 minutes, I'm like, we've got to be getting closer now, right? No, we're not. But we're not. We're so, moving further away somehow? So that's my number two. Um, it is just, I mean, it's just so bad. I, I don't know a better way to to describe it. Honestly, like I pulled up some reviews for it. Um, and so I'll read a couple snippets of reviews for this movie. Okay. We've got, uh, here's from the Roger Ebert site. Now, he didn't review it because he passed, but the film version of Winter's Tale probably won't please e- anyone, fans of the book or anyone who hasn't read it. Uh, let's see. We never come to understand the magic that keeps Farrell looking like a member of My Chemical Romance for 10 decades. We never know why consumption makes women sexy. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jennifer Connelly dies of consumption. Weird. On a purely narrative level, Winner's Tale missteps early and often. Its earnestness is its downfall, resulting in opportunities for unintentional humor. Ooh. Like, that's the type of movie this is. And those are three of the best reviews. That's awful. So that's why for me it's number two. It's one that, you know, he put his heart and soul into apparently because he wrote it and directed it. And it was a mess beyond a mess, which if you want like proof that Akiva Goldsman doesn't know what he's doing and can't sustain a career in this industry, even though he is, this is the one that I would say, well, he had the most hands on this one. And look at what a mess it is. Yikes and double yikes. It's the lake house plus the notebook plus your worst nightmare. I'm not into it. I hate so, every part of it, and I'm glad I never watched it. Yeah. So I would say do, go you know, go check it out. Okay, good. <laughs> Give it a I watch. recommend. Give it a watch. I recommend. Thumbs way up your own ass. Perfect. Um, so that's my number two. Nice. And then my number one. That was a drum roll. Um, <laughs> sounded like it. My number one is Batman and Robin. Hmm. I hate this movie. Right. I'm going to strong disagree. Really? On your choice for Lost in Space over Batman and Robin. I'll watch Lost in Space before I'll watch that's Batman cra- and Robin. That's crazy. It's not crazy. That that's, Batman and Robin is terrible. That's that's crazy. But it's go ahead. It's terrible. No, go ahead. I'll, I'll I'm going to let you finish. Of all the of all the Batman things that exist in yes. film. Uh-huh. Batman, Batman Returns, yep. Forever. Yep. Mask of the Phantasm, yes. the Nolan trilogy. Yep. Of all of them. Yes. Easily the worst by a huge margin. No, it's definitely the worst, for sure. I'm not arguing that it's a good movie by any chance. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not better than Lost in Space. Uh, I mean, I, it's not worse than Lost in Space. I would disagree, and so would most of the world, because this one has a 10% on the tomato meter. Which is fine. Which is twice lower. I'm going to give you a, a way to look at this movie, though, that's going to change your If mind. you're going to tell me that it's supposed to be cartoony in the way that the 60s show was cartoony and comic with its kind of thumb on its nose understanding how corny it is i'm gonna tell you to shut your mouth because 
That's the argument I get a lot from people. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be corny and cheesy. Yes. That does not that does not justify the trash that it is. I find that hard to believe considering you gave the exact same argument for Lost in Space. Lost in Space almost pulls it off. Almost pulls it off. I'm going to disagree with you. Once again, it doesn't co- Okay, I'm going to spoiler alert. Lost in Space is my number 1. Really? Yeah, I'm just I got to throw it out there. Lost in Space is a fucking garbage movie <laughs> with garbage actors giving garbage performances, garbage writing, terrible special effects. You're calling Gary Oldman and William Hurt garbage this, actors? Yes, 100%. They didn't even try. They phoned it in. It was just uh, unbearably bad. And, and Matt LeBlanc as the lead in this movie? Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's no excuse for that. The special effects in this movie are some of, by 1998 standards, when it came out, were already shitty. Like, it looked like that show reboot from, like, 1993. (laughs) When you get get Gary Oldman as spider Gary Oldman (laughs) at the end, it's almost laughable. Like, the fact that it is a big budget movie and they put it out... And here's here's where it my, really sounds like you're describing Batman and Robin. No. Garbage performances, garbage the special, special effects, effects were practical. They didn't have any CGI but special it, effects. It looks the movie it while looked okay, campy. It looks okay in parts. But it looked fine throughout. To be honest, go back and watch it. It's a very well set designed movie. They have super colorful characters. Super, that's that's what lends itself to the argument. The problem with Lost in Space is your argument was, well, it's based off a cheesy TV show, but they tried to make it a very serious movie. They tried to make it a real, like, gritty, like, this is, oh, man, we're real. And Gary Oldman (laughs) turns into this, like, terrifying spider spider monster. Batman in Batman and Robin at no point tried to be a serious movie. You can't tell me that there's a single scene in that movie that was played as, like, this is serious. They're they're wearing rollerblades. There's day glow paint everywhere. You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger hamming it to through the roof. Ham nothing. Phoned in. Everybody. Bullshit. Everybody phoned in that movie. So many. Everybody. Lies. Everybody Uma phoned Thurman in. Owned that shit. She was trying <laughs> so hard to be poison ivy and be sexy and, and be weird. Yet she still couldn't pull it off she because it of off. how bad a movie it is. Now, like I said, it is a bad movie. It is a bad movie because the only funny, clever Batman is 1966 Batman. Yeah. But I genuinely think, and I believe it, and this is not a pass for the movie, I I feel like the director of this movie is the same level of director as Akiva Goldman is a writer. Joel Schumacher. Schumacher. Joel Schumacher has done some impressive movies. He directed A Time yeah. to Kill. That's the thing. Schumacher is another one of those people that's like... He did The like, Lost Boys. I fucking love that movie. He, he's super hit or miss. But, because Forever and Rob, Batman and Robin are the worst Batman movies. Oh, for sure. By, by a huge right. margin. Well, since we're already just kind of like talking about it and arguing it, let me just give you my 3-2-1. Okay. <laughs> my 3-2-1, my 3 is uh, Batman Forever. <laughs> my 2 is Batman and Robin. <laughs> And See, my one is Lost in Space. But Batman and Robin is super close to your it number is, one. It is, <laughs> totally. But it's not worse than... Your Lost in Space was number five. That means it's the best worst okay. movie. Now, and I think that is a ridiculous statement. Okay, now let me make let me make a statement. Okay. If you were to step back and look at these on a gradient scale of 
of quality. Yes. All five of these movies would be so close that it would just look like a single turd. No, if we went at the for bottom. quality, Batman is light years above Lost in Space. Lost not. in Space. The just the I just gave you. <laughs> I'm like my brain is short circuiting because it's having a hard time understanding this. Lost in Space is genuinely known to be a shitty production. Batman and Robin has a ton. I can pull up probably. 15 different websites right now that praise the look of the, the look movie. of it. Yes. No one says lost in space <laughs> looks good. No one has ever been like, you know what? Give they, it up. Lost in they, space. They, they That's got, pretty fucking. They, they got it. They got it right. They really nailed that. They shit. Got, they got it. Everybody's right. like lost in space. What the fuck happened? It's like ILM fucking <laughs> took some acid and like forgot how to use their equipment. <laughs> See, now what I would say, you said light years above. Yes. Yet it's two and one for you. Yes, because not only did it have... Okay, Batman and Robin for me, the reason it's number two is it is a terribly written movie. The story, there, there is no story. It's completely nonsensical. None of it makes any sense at all. It has George Clooney as Batman, which might have been fine, minus excessive codpiece shots and and bat nipples and bat nipples and then also on top of all of that you have some weird storyline about Mr. Freeze wanting to freeze all of Gotham and using a giant diamond to do so yeah. it just doesn't make sense lost in space not only does it but it looked pretty lost in space not only does it look like shit but it also has a shit story that is nonsensical. Okay, now that I will and, actually and terrible acting, I will argue that point because okay. Lost in Space has more of a through line of a story than Batman. That's and Robin. negligible though. What is the through line? They get lost in space. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, what I can tell you the plot of Batman too. <laughs> Mister Freeze is trying to freeze Gotham City. Problem solved. <laughs> like it's <laughs> the same. But like, no, like there are things like they, you know, they leave to habitate a planet. Uh-huh. They're, uh, they're ship's navigation system gets corrupted by spider Gary. And then they have, they hit up a bunch of worlds to try and find their way back home. Right. Like that is okay. Somewhat of a story. Batman and Robin, Mr. Freeze breaks out of jail, goes on a search for a diamond. Poison Ivy doesn't want things to get frozen because she's in love with plants. She's developing some sort of chemical. See, you're even pausing now. Venom. You can't even finish your no, little no, no, like, I'm still rebuttal going. to they, me. It's actually way more intricate than Lost in Yo, Space. Oh, bullshit. There are so many more storylines going on here. <laughs> bullshit. Uh, and then ultimately, it all ends with uh, Mr. Freeze getting locked away without his freeze suit. And Uma Thurman getting eaten by one of her plants, maybe. And they mm-hmm. bastardize Bane. Like... He Bane. destroys the legacy of yeah. Bane. Well, Bane, he looks like he does in the comic book. Oh, who he looks like he does in the comic book. Thanks, Akiva Goldsman. Yeah, <laughs> he, he does look like he does in the comic book. Sure. But to be fair, Bane, there's so many iterations of Bane. There is there is stupid Bane, and there is also, like, Tom Hardy, weird boxer Bane. Bane has always been, like, an incredibly genius scientist. That is not true. In the comics, it is. That is not true. Okay, he, well, well, He started out as a luchador. He started out as a luchador mask wearing street hood who was injected with venom and became that. Then oh man, I don't know. It about got that rewritten line. in the '80s for him to be a genius. A genius. Okay, that's the familiar. Okay, I didn't know about those, the, yeah. that early storyline. Yes, but still, that's what I'm saying. So it. It's but none kind of that. Of like <laughs> me. It's kind of both. It's fine. <laughs> 
It's still ridiculous. It, it is, still doesn't make any sense. It is ridiculous. It's still my number two. We're arguing over <laughs> like, the fact like half a half a position. I think I'm just more upset that my number one is your number five. My number one, you're saying, is the least shitty of his movies, and I just I just cannot abide that. Like, I would no. I've tried <laughs> I tried the first time I watched Lost in Space. I was like miserable. And then I tried watching it again because it was one of those like after time passed, I was like, well, maybe I was just like, maybe I just didn't like it then. Maybe I missed something. Right. You know what I okay. mean? And I tried to read, I couldn't even fucking like get through. I was like, this is ter- like everybody sucks. Like You just described my exact experience with Batman and Robin. I, but I've watched Batman and Robin so many times. I've never made it through a second viewing of it. I, I always, it Blu-ray. I always stop it. Halfway through, because I can't get through it. I think the problem is though that um, that may just be it. May come down to just uh, you got to be a Batman fan. I am. I'm a big Batman fan, which is why I think I'm very angry at that movie. Nah, you would have. You should have been more angry at the Dark Tower. (laughs) I'm very angry at the Dark Tower. But you weren't though, because it's your number four. It well, yes. Like again, (laughs) you're not looking at it as these are so close to they. These five congeal to make a single turd. Okay, like. There, it's all negligible where on the list. Like, that's fine. Dark Tower could be two. I get it. it. Could so be what five. you're saying is our lists don't matter. No, I'm saying these are all so bad. Okay. That to me, right? It's negligible how different they are in the list. Now, one sure. of the things I will say, I don't, I'm not putting a lot of stock in Tomato Meter, but you said earlier one of your arguments was I could go online and pull up a bunch of articles that talk about how good Batman and Robin sure. is for how it looks. Yes. Of all the reviews that were done for both of these movies and all the comments and all the thoughts, uh-huh. Lost in Space is considered universally uh-huh. as more than twice as good as Batman and Robin. But that that's not true because that doesn't that doesn't Rotten Tomatoes doesn't take in account all reviews of the movies. It only takes in account for the the top reviewers for that report to Rotten Tomatoes. That it's and, not an aggregate of like the interwebs. Well, and all the comments that are on it. That's fine. So, again... I mean, that's that's fine. It's just, I, I, I... Honestly, I think I would have been more okay if Lost in Space might have been, like, your number three or, like, number two. But the fact that it's your number five and you said it is better than all of the movies we have just listed yeah. is crazy. <laughs> like, it is... And I think it's also frustrating because I genuinely trust your opinion as a movie buff, and this has made me question everything I know to be true. Because you should agree with me. No, no. Because it makes me question how tuned in you really are to movies. (laughs) Really, really? Mine's fine because I'm not good at choosing movies anyway. (coughs) That's That's why I think you should accept... And go along with my ranking because not only is it is it based. That's how Hitler rose to power, by the way. <laughs> you should just accept it and just go along with it. It'll make it'll no, what be I'm much easier for you. You said that you respect my opinion. I do. You always have. Yeah, but I disagree. So with you this should, one. and you sh- you can disagree, and that's I've totally fine. Yeah, so have I. Jay, I've seen no, these as well. It is not number five. Yes, I mean it's your number five. That's it's, fine. it's my number five because I would watch that again before I'd watch any of these others. Okay, I don't like it. It's still shit, and yeah. I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, but I would. Yeah. over the rest of these. All right. Fair. Now I'd watch like Galaxy Quest over any of these. No, that's fine. It's totally fine. So I think people should definitely take 
Okay, I didn't even get to speak about Batman Forever. Well, let's, let's talk it about really Batman does, Forever. No, it really it's not on matter. my list. It's basically the exact same as it's Batman, Batman and Robin, Robin, except it's slightly better because I really like Jim Carrey as the Riddler. But that's although he hams the shit out of that. Oh no, totally. Yeah. Now but, it's not even on my list because I halfway enjoy Batman. Oh, I, I, I definitely. I think the color scheme on that one is right on. Oh, totally, one hundred percent. Like with the purple and the green. It's just and, one of those where I just don't care. Yeah, like it's fine. Yeah, I don't care. And I've rewatched that one. I don't want to say recently, but I have rewatched that one enough to be able to make it through it for sure. Definitely for sure. I would say, and I know you haven't seen it, but. Like Winter's Tale is miles worse than Batman and I'm Forever. Sh- I'm sure it probably is, but the problem yeah. is I, I don't want to put anything on my list that I have. I also very I highly seen. considered including Paranormal Activity for Ghost Dimension. But he produced that. He wrote it too, I think. He yeah. wrote one of them. Or did he just produce sure? that one? Did he just produce that one? He did it again. Maybe. Did it again, Jay. Nope, he did not. Okay, just produced it. No, but he did. He did write Transformers: The Last Night. Oh God! And see, the Fifth Wave. See, I didn't see either of those. I didn't see either of those either. They'd probably be on my list. And Insurgent, and Insurgent Unlocked, the behind-the-scenes documentary. Insurgent. How did he get a writing credit on that? I don't know. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> we need you to write the behind-the-scenes documentary. <laughs> <laughs> he probably just got a writing credit because it's a behind the scenes documentary. It's kind of ridiculous. It, no, it says it says he did vid- it says video documentary and it says screenplay. <laughs> no. No, you don't write a screenplay for, <laughs> for a behind the scenes scene. documentary. You don't. And you see, just that's don't. where I agree with you. We need to start taking some of his writing credits away. Yeah. Like like you don't get that one. Right? You don't get to keep that's that one. That's not a thing. You that's going away. You know what? You don't get Cinderella Man anymore. Just no. boop, gone. <laughs> Gone. Now, that time you know, to kill, not yours. You know who it's going to now? Russell Crowe. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Crowe did it. He didn't write it, but that's fine. Yeah. He said it. He earns it more than you do. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know what? Actually, fuck that. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's just known for taking writing credits, yeah. so that's fine. What was that movie that he did? Rocky? No. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Cobra? Is that it? Where he actually tried to get the book retconned and the author's name oh, removed yes. and his name put on. You told me about that and yeah. I hadn't heard of I that. I say but it's it, Cobra. It turned out to totally be true. Yeah. And it's one of those <laughs> things so where funny. he was just like, because I wrote the movie, now I get to also have written the book. And it's like, no, no. That, like that's not at all how that works. <laughs> Charlton Heston didn't try to do that with the Bible. No, he wasn't just like, oh, by the way, I wrote I, the Bible. I've now. now written Deuteronomy. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so it's it's obvious we've disagreed and we've had some contention on this episode. Leave it to Akiva Goldsman to make us fucking argue with but each other. But you know what? We can both agree that, that he's the, the reason that we're on edge yes. and the what has driven a wedge between our friendship yes. is Akiva Goldsman. Oh, for sure. And the fact that he makes such bad movies... That we can't even agree on how bad they are. Bad life choices. Just all over the place. So I, I think we it should... It does reunite us. I think we should still be friends. And I think yes. we should let everyone, you know, listen to this while we take some time to reestablish... To and, and And figure out what we love about each other. Let's hug again. it out. And we'll come back in a minute. And you know what? If Akiva Goldsman comes between our relationship... You know what? Let's just make a, an agreement now. Like a Save by the Bell agreement. Never again... Will we let Nikiva come come between us? Never again. Our partnership and our friendship is too important, and he is too much of a turd. No Akiva's allowed. No Akiva's allowed. 
from That's here it. on out. That's it. We're going to put a sign on the door. On the no right door of the writer's room. No, no That's what we're going to go do. You guys listen to this. We're going to go make the sign. Okay. There's a storm coming. Kill the heroes! The hockey team from hell! Cool party! Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, everyone, chill! George Clooney. Julie, I'm not the marrying kind. I know you've had your wild nights. Good night. Wild doesn't, doesn't quite cover it. O'Donnell. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Uma Thurman. So many people to kill. So little time. Alicia Silverstone. And you are? Batgirl. That's not awfully PC. What about that person? Found the Batcave. She knows who we are. Guess we'll just have to kill her. Yep. In Joel Schumacher film. And courage. Partners. Honor. Partners. And loyalty. Partners. It all comes together. We're going to need a bigger cave. Batman and Robin. Right, I think, I think we've mended our friendship for now. For now, uh, we we hugged the, it out. the the uh, The lasting effects of Goldsman are still being tested by the FDA. So it's it's true. It's not a hundred percent sure. It might still be in our blood, but we have put a picture of him on a dartboard, and we've very in a cathartic way thrown many many bullseyes into his oh. stupid nose. That's I said we threw many many dicks oh. at it. No, no, I don't want my dick anywhere near. A Not our of dicks. Oh, no. just like <laughs> tiny plastic dicks. Do you have a stash of tiny plastic dicks? All right, so moving on. <laughs> About <laughs> this game time. All right, so uh, the the name of this game isn't very uh, punny, but basically what we're gonna do is we have so both... basically you phoned in the name just yeah. like Kiva Gold just like phones Akiva... in everything see I'm staying on theme for this whole episode totally. I think we definitely are but what what we what we're gonna do is we've each looked up movie reviews for yes. Akiva Goldsman films correct and we've also looked up 
restaurant reviews for people who have been who have gotten food poisoning at restaurants. And we're going to read them back and forth to each other. And here's the name of our game. Food poisoning review or Akiva Goldsman review mm. or food food poisoning or Akiva Goldsman. Love it. So that's the game that we're going to play. And I will start. Now, one of the things that we both agree to is we're going to make all of these sort of sound like movie reviews. So if, you know, the food review has a phrase in it like, I'll never eat here again, we'll change it to, I'll never watch this again. Right. To, to camouflage it just a little bit. But that's also can be true for the movie reviews we could flip-flop back and forth. Sure. So I'll get it started. This fails on so many levels that I hesitate to even call it a movie. Akiva Goldsman. That is an Akiva Goldsman review. That is a review for Winner's Tale. Amazing. Okay, your turn. Uh, all right. Tasteless, bland, and genuinely unappealing. TV schlock would be a considerable step up from this. <laughs> I want that to be a food review, but I think that's Akiva Goldsman. That's a food review. Is it a food review? <laughs> yeah. It was a TV dinner would be a considerable step up from this. I really thought that was a Lost in Space review. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> sounds like it. Nope. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So you're winning so far. Nice. All right. Here's my next uh, movie review. Okay. I would rather pay $5 to chew on an old lady's chin mole than ever watch this again. It's a pure disgrace. <laughs> I got to go food review. That is a food review. And that is a disgusting food review. That is absolutely (laughs) disgusting. I like that one. Okay. So your turn. All right. Uh, The cast may be world class, but what it it lacks is heart. That's got to be a Kiva Goldsman review. It is not. That is a food review. Damn it. And it's. The cuisine is world class, <laughs> but what it lacks is heart. That's also true with all of it. Exactly. <laughs> That's what makes this so funny. That's why I love this game. Uh, so pretty good. So yeah. far, I'm winning. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> all right. Here, here you go. Okay. Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. <laughs> That's what's above the gates of hell. I know. Uh, it's it's got, also a review. That's got to be... Akiva Goldsman. It is. It's yeah. for Batman and Robin. <laughs> God damn it. That is upsetting. All right. Let's see. Here we go. Let me scroll down. Let me get you something good. You found some really good ones that sound like Akiva <laughs> Goldsman reviews. Thank you. thinking sorry i should have had these all do, pulled up do, 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 do. <laughs> you like this one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right here we go you ready yeah okay maybe <clears throat> i'm sucking at this i have watched his movies on occasion and after each one i always ask myself why <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be a food review it is a food it, review to, i've eaten here many times yes <laughs> It's I've eaten here on many occasions, and after each meal, I always ask myself, why? (laughs) 
But it, that could work for Akiva Goldsman. Totally. I can, 100%. <laughs> I watched all of his movies, and after every one, I ask myself, why? <laughs> uh, okay. So here's, here's, here's your next one. Failed to deliver anything of merit or worth at every turn. Mm, I'm going to go with... Uh, that's got to be Akiva Goldman. It is. That is also Batman and Robin. Jeez, that is just awful. Um, Let's see here. Everything is formulaic. It's basically running through it as if it's a checklist. That's got to be Akiva Goldsman. That is an Akiva Goldsman. Okay, good. That one is for Batman Forever. <laughs> All right. Here's my last one for you. Okay. Just kneeling on the sidewalk and licking it will give you a better experience than watching this movie. That's got to be feud. Well, okay. To be fair, <laughs> we'll probably make you less sick. That's definitely got to be feud. Feud. <laughs> It's got to be a feud. That's uh, that's for rings, actually. No, no it's, it's food. <laughs> uh, you ready? Yeah. Th- I mean, this probably. is going to close it out. Okay. <clears throat> this movie makes me sick. <laughs> In the end, it all seemed better, or none of it seemed better than a sweaty dog's taint. A <laughs> uh, food review? It is a food review. Okay. <laughs> it was, the cod makes me sick. In the end, it tasted like a sweaty dog's taint. <laughs> you found such good ones. And I could, I believed them all for Akiva Goldsman reviews. <laughs> I did so bad at that. I just wanted to end it by saying sweaty dog's taint. You know what? Maybe that's the name of this episode. Akiva S- Goldman, a sweaty, sweaty dog's, dog's taint. <laughs> Akiva, Goldsman, Akiva Goldsman tastes like a sweaty dog's taint. Yeah, I'm into it. I... Love it. Yeah. Um, so that's it, man. That is the end of our, our uh, top five worst Akiva oh. Goldsman travesties. I, I'm ready to get back into some good movies again because going through these was painful. It was extremely painful. Oh, for man. Now sure. I know. Now I remember why we made a top five movie podcast instead of a let's talk about bad movies. Um, Whew. So why don't, since we had an argument about our, our rankings on this list and we have mended our friendship. I would still like to weigh in or have the audience weigh in and oh, tell for us sure. tell us if they think we got it right. If there's worse Akiva Goldsman movies than these. Right. Um, let us know. They can reach out to us on Twitter at uh, at high the number five the podcast or on Facebook. You can just search high five the podcast and you'll find us uh, always have the colon after high five and it yep. makes it easier. Or you can just type in facebook.com slash high five the podcast all one word or they can check us out on our website at high five the podcast.com all letter rows mm-hmm. no numeros and then this episode will actually have a corresponding list on letterbox nice so if they you know go to letterbox search high five colon the podcast an actual colon not the word colon, right. um, <laughs> you'll actually see a list of all these movies that we've talked about and our rankings on them totally and uh, how do you spell letterbox again it's real weird it is uh, well it's it's weird in the way that apps names are weird. So it's L E T T E R B O X D. So it's no E, no E. So it's like letterboxed if you spelled it out, but just took off the E at the end. Got it. So cool. So they can check us out on there. They can always follow our Instagram high five podcast. 
Um, and then be be in tune on our website with uh, our events that we're hosting in Nashville. So if you are in Nashville or surrounding areas, get your ass down to the Crying Wolf. We yeah. host monthly events there. Uh, we've got the last Wednesday of every month is Bill Murray Bingo. That's right. Which is exactly what it sounds like. And then the first Sunday night of every month, we take over the back room at the bar and we set it up like a living room and we watch old VHS movies. Fuck yeah, um, for high five home movies. The last one we did was Condor Man, which was really exciting. Totally. And then uh, on the roster coming up, we've got Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. We've got Howling 2. We've got Space Jam and Page Master. Right. We've got Cool uh, Cool World. And then uh, one I'm really excited about, we've got Flight of the Navigator. Fuck yeah. So keep an eye on our website or on our Facebook because you see you can see the list of all of our events. Also, when this episode airs, for those of you who are listening and are at Dragon Con in or Atlanta. Or in the Atlanta area. I am inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> Q, me, will be wandering around Dragon Con. Interviewing people. I will have high five swag on me. I will have business cards. You can come up and give me a high five. You can tell me that I suck and to go away. That's what I do. You uh, you can also check me out. Now, this is kind of an announcement for us. Uh, I think we posted about it on social a little bit. But um, come check us out at Dragon Con. IQ will be moderating the Inuati the Movie panel. Uh, it's Sunday night at 8.30. Check your uh, Dragon Con guides or app for room information. But we're going to have guests like Rick Prince, Gigi Edgley, Rashad Santiago. Uh, I believe Jason Font might be yeah. there. Um, so it's going to be awesome. And they are going to be debuting the world premiere debut of their brand new trailer for the movie. Now, this is an exciting moment for us because Rick Prince was on our podcast a long time ago. Yeah, he is a friend of the show and we love him very dearly. And this is a movie that him and Rashad worked on together. 100%. For a long time. Yes. And not only did you interview them at the beginning of the production. Yes. And I interviewed them at the end of production. So we're going to have a double parter interview coming out. Yes. I, Jay, was also in the movie as an extra. So if you watch this trailer, you, you can see Jay's dumb eye. face. You can see my dumbass face. I'm holding a gun and a torch and it's very intimidating. It is very intimidating. And so... This is a movie that we are we're close to and we love and you know we're not getting anything to sponsor it. It's nope. just something we care about and we want you guys to care about it. So if you're at Dragon Con, see it. If you're listening to this episode and you can't go to Dragon Con, keep an eye on our social because we'll be sharing the shit out of that trailer it, and we'll be talking about that movie as it gets and released. And again, the movie is Inuati. Look it up on Facebook. It's E-N-U-A. Uh, uh, T-T-I-I. Okay, so, so there's not there's two I's uh, but one N. Yes. Okay, perfect. Is that right? I Hold think on. so. I think there might be two N's. E-N-U-A-T-T-I-I. No, E-N-U-A-T-T-I-I. Okay, so, so that's, that's how you spell it. So look it up and then... Um, like it, follow it, enjoy it. And, and then we'll, we'll see, see you there. guys at Dragon Con. See you in the funny papers. Better than dinghy. <laughs> what? And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.